Hey friends, welcome back to Positive Impact. Today I have a special guest, my man Jeff Bristol, owner and GM of Fitness Quest 10. Jeff, what is up, brother? My man Andrew, great to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to uh, to have you on and share your story. Uh, Jeff and I met earlier this week, and I had the opportunity to go to. It's not a studio; it's a sanctuary. Fitness Quest 10 is a sanctuary for everybody listening. If you're local to San Diego, Scripps Ranch is the area. Fitness Quest 10 is the sanctuary. And I'll tell you, Jeff, when I walked in and my experience there, the hour that I was there, then when I walked out, I've never had a better experience at a, at a, at a studio. And I've been to a lot of studios. I've never had a more positive experience than with you on Wednesday of this week. Wow, man, that uh, that means a lot because, uh, you know, that is that is what we we pride ourselves on here at Fitness Quest 10. And that, that really is our secret sauce is that that community, that culture, the energy that you feel walking in through the door, you know, when you walk in the door and, and you're greeted by the people and the, and the energy and the connection. And it's really a, a cool thing. And so it was a pleasure to be able to just meet you this past week. You know, I feel like we we're brothers, uh, brothers from another mother, right? Like, uh, hit it off right away and introduced by a mutual friend of ours. And so it's been cool just, just meeting you and seeing all you're doing. And it was an honor having you over here at, at fitness quest 10. So thank you. Absolutely, man. So I want to go back. Um, I want to paint the picture of where you are now because yep. the, the man I see you as the leader, mm -hmm. the community leader, uh, the father, you know, the, the husband um, mm -hmm. doing amazing things, uh, having a positive impact in the community with, you know, your sobriety, with your Fitness Quest 10, leading your family, leading your studio, leading, leading a lot of different ways. But take us back to rock bottom addiction. Tell us, paint that picture for us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think before the addiction part, it just, I think it's important part of my story to, to highlight, you know, like I grew up with an amazing family. Like I grew up in an amazing family unit. My parents, you know, that was the oldest of three parents, hardworking, you know, school, sports, love, family, activities, vacations, like, you know, that like really great ex childhood experience. And um, grew up here in Temecula. My parents are from San Diego and, and we grew up in, I grew up in Temecula, but, um, you know, played a lot of sports throughout my childhood in high school and college. I kind of specialized in wrestling and wrestling was the sport that I, that I did mostly in high school and, and got a scholarship to wrestle in college at UC Davis. And so, you know, I had all that foundation for, you know, upbringing to, to give me, you know, life at my fingertips right and I really did as a young young guy young kid have that I had you know was had sports school education family community had it all right and for me my lifestyle my experience my lifestyle that I created in high school and college starting as a you know eighth grade freshman and really in high school and I smoked weed and got drunk for the first time and had that personality and that it you know liked the way liked what it did to me and, and continued to do it and 
and and and drink and use and and through my high school and college years i developed a major major problem with addiction um i mean one that went from you know beer and weed when i was a freshman in high school to trying you know the other recreational drugs with coke and pills through high school and and then into college and it morphed over to you know by the time i was a senior in college i was a heroin and crystal meth addict and sticking needles in my arm. And I was at UC Davis on a full ride scholarship. And so, um, you know, that, you know, that is not something that happens to everybody. Right. You know, like I had a lot of friends growing up that, that did drink or smoke weed with me or, or do other party with other things. And, and for them, they maybe did a little in high school or college and then moved on with life and had a family and, and a career and, and, and whatnot. But for me, I, uh, battled a major battle, like a tough battle that was very apparent and very, you know, um, you know, I, I, I went through a major battle with, uh, with drugs through my twenties in and out of jail and rehab and overdoses and, you know, a series of rock, rock bottoms, right? You know, where everyone in my life was trying to save me. You know, my parents, my siblings, my, my wife, my coaches, my community. And I did have like an, an army of people behind me. You know, they're not like, you know, I know I've, I've seen a lot of people in my experiences, you know, in and out of jail and rehabs that, you know, the, this is a, uh, you know, this disease, you know, you need all everything you can get on your side. And I had all of that, thank God, you know, because I had a lot of people trying to, to help me for a long time. But, um, you know, I, I uh, and I'm very grateful to be here today, sober. My life is very different than it was 15 years ago. Um, my sobriety date is February 10th, 2013. I just, you know, celebrated nine years here in, in February. And, um, you know, there is no secret sauce or magic solution or map, you know, roadmap to get sober or people would be doing it all the time. There are, there are solutions that if, if, you know, that, you know, so um, people ask me a lot of times, like, you know, what was it or what changed? And, and you know, there was a series of things, but I'm just very, you know, I know that it's a, it's a fewer people, see the other side, you know, experience recovery and sobriety and, and long-term sobriety than, than viewers do than don't. Right. So I'm grateful Absolutely. to be here. Yeah. And I know you use the word, you know, you're a miracle. I'm a miracle. Um, I know just some of your story, I know we both have a second chance that God has given us a second chance and, you know, my rock bottom 2015 you know, taking a bunch of sleeping pills and not wanting to wake up because I was in so much despair. And I know you and I share this as well, Jeff. I know our families and our parents invested everything they could to help us get sober. And I know, you know, I went to a treatment facility and uh, I didn't have insurance and that treatment facility was very expensive. And I know your parents, your family gave you every opportunity as well. Yep. Yep. You know, my parents, uh, my parents sent me to multiple rehabs 
they paid for attorneys and rehabs and you know I drained my parents physically and emotionally and financially and you know but you know my as a parent you're 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 willing to do whatever it takes to save your child and for my parents that was you know they didn't know your parents don't know what to do right a lot of times you know they have a a kid that's struggling and they're they don't know whether to let them live at home or kick them out on the street they don't know whether to pay for the rehab or to you know tell them to you know figure it out on their own so mm -hmm. my parents um they did do everything that they could to to help me get sober you know but it, it wasn't until i was you know ready to make some changes that you know some change happened and so you know I know I would not be here today without my without my family and the support network that I've had. Absolutely, and I know you um, you have a motto: "Family first. Yeah, and I, I know how important family is to you. Yeah, and and for me, you know, the love of family is the one thing, Jeff, like that that got me sober and helped not kept not made not got me sober, but helped me stay sober. Yeah because they did the intervention and they, they set me up for success with my rehab. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity because I lost everything else, you know, for nine months, they had me, they supported me financially. So I could rebuild a new life in recovery, a new foundation. And they gave me every, every opportunity to succeed. Um, but again, as you and I both know, it's our actions every day it's an action program which is sobriety it's mm -hmm. taking a lot of action but um you know that family first mantra is mm -hmm. something that i really appreciate and for people listening a lot of people who are um in so going through sobriety maybe they're sober curious um maybe they have loved ones that are impacted um but that family first mantra is it's so important with people who are you know, battling addiction. Yeah. And it's just for people listening, like Jeff said, you know, there's no right answer, mm -hmm. you know, supporting loved ones who are suffering in, in addiction, supporting them financially versus cutting them off. Right. You know, letting them live it in home, in your home or kicking them out. Right. That's like, you know, there is, I mean, that's why, and here's the, here's the terrible thing about, you know, our, this disease, addiction, alcoholism. It's like, you know, there are a lot of great people out there, a lot of great dads, a lot of great moms, kids, you know, that, that are not able to be that great mom or great kid, great son, or, you know, like I'm a different son today than I was 15 years ago right? Because I'm, this is me showing up as, as me, not the hijacked, addicted Jeff that doesn't care about anything except for that next high, like really literally willing to risk my life or my family or whoever, you know, that's why it's like that guy down on the, on the corner could have been a guy that had, you know, a family, a wife that loved him, kids that he loved, you know, a, a career or whatever, but when, uh, when, when someone is in that active addiction or alcoholism that does not have the power to, to change their life, to choose a different life, 
you know, they will let it all go. You know, it's like, you know, the people that haven't been there and are looking at from the outside at that mom that's losing her kids because of her fourth failed drug test with the courts. And mm. it's just like, she is a terrible person. Well, that's me. That's me right there. Like, you know, had I not, you know, I know how much I love my son Knox. Right. But, you know, addicted Jeff, I can't tell you what, you know, what decisions I would make when, you know, it's like being threatened with lose, you know, if you don't stop using heroin, you could overdose and die. You know how many times you can say that to a heroin addict and, you know, nothing is necessarily going to change. I had an overdose experience where I overdosed at a house was woken up by the paramedics in the lawn with a shot of Narcan or whatever. My friend who was at that house, who insisted on calling 911 is no longer here today. He passed away because of this disease. And, um, you know, after I got out of the hospital that night, I went right back over to that house, mm. started doing the same thing again, not because I didn't want to live like, you know, but losing my life or, you know, like losing my family or losing those, those things weren't enough to scare me sober. Right. Um, you know, I hadn't been able to have that, that, that chance of, you know, seeing the light or a little bit of a clarity, you know, and, you know, that's what kind of like a, every time somebody that's in the thick of alcoholism or addiction gets, you know, for me, it was never on stopping on my own in any way. Like for me, getting some sobriety together meant me going to, to rehab, having a little bit of, so, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, a little bit of clarity, a little bit of insight, maybe like, is it going to catch, but you know, you're in there was the time and time again was the same story. Me going back to the same friends, the same activities, the same, you know, um, but, you know, you can't, you know, it doesn't matter if you threaten somebody about losing their kids or, or, or losing their life or, or whatever that's, that will necessarily scare somebody sober. So for me to like be in those, those, those places, the situations and to be like here today with, my family and you know I have a son and just because I was really at that place where I was I didn't care like you know I didn't even realize I had no insight on what that meant like and if I would have died one of those times I overdosed that would have you might as well have buried my parents with me mm -hmm. absolutely and uh we both know people who um we lose loved ones because of this disease. The longest, the longer we stay sober, Jeff, you know, uh, I'll speak for me. Uh, yeah. The more, more funerals that I go to addiction, overdose, suicide. Um, and that's, that's why it's so important to bring you on and have you share your story because of where you're at thriving in recovery, because I know community is a big part of us thriving in recovery. So talk to us. I love the journey at fitness quest 10 starting out, working the front desk, a Craigslist ad, <laughs> and going from the front desk reception to owning the freaking gym, the studio, the sanctuary. Um, tell us about that journey. And what I want you to do also 
talk to us about the behavior contract that Todd Durkin had you sign because we're going to come back to Todd because I know he's a big influence in your life. And um, so front desk to owner of the yeah. same studio. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went in, I battled the in and out of rehab and, and jail a lot through my 20s. When I was 28 years old, I moved down to San Diego because I was dating a, a wonderful woman uh, who's now my wife. Her name's Sam, Sam Wilson. And uh, she lived down here in Scripps Ranch, where Fitness Quest 10 is located in San Diego. And she was a friend of my sister's. And anyways, her and I hit it off when she came to visit my sister one one time. And I was on house arrest and had staph infection on my face. And, <laughs> you know, and um, when I had a, a little bit of sobriety, her and I started dating and I moved to San Diego and I got a job down here. Um, and um, it was a sales job. And uh, the point of me moving to San Diego was to try and get my life back on track. And I had a, a girl, a nice girl in my life, and I was still in the depths of my, you know, disease. And so I moved down to San Diego and I got a job here at a, at a local company or a sales position. I did their orientation program and two weeks into, the, into working for them, I got called into their HR department and I actually got let go from that position. It's like a a God, God shot on that because, you know, that getting let go from that position was let what led me to find that Craigslist. You know, I got brought into the HR department right up here off the 56. And uh, they said, Hey, Jeff, you know, we're really sorry, but um, we did a background check. We have a black and white policy on felonies. I had multiple felonies on my record for my twenties. And so I got let go from that position. And, and there I was back in that, like, you know, kind of like hopeless place. And, you know, that place trying to get your life back on track. And um, I found a Craigslist ad for the director of first impression at Fitness Quest 10. Um, I had no idea what Fitness Quest 10 was or who Todd Durkin was. Todd Durkin's the owner founder um, of Fitness Quest 10. And so I came in here and immediately had that experience that you had this past Wednesday where I walked in and, you know, was greeted and there's this energy and thriving community and, and people. And I'm like, whoa, like, this place. And then I, you know, doing a little of my research, I'm like, wow, that's like, I live right down the street from here um, with, uh, with my girlfriend at the time. She's now my wife, but we lived here. And so, um, and honestly, my thought when I applied for the job was like, okay, like I'm going to get a, that job, that gym, right, right up the street. I'm going to get a job there so I can work out there, try, you know, and continue to look for that big boy job you know, that sales job or whatever, you know, and I hadn't been employed a lot at all, really through my twenties, you know, I had a good thing. Like was a division one athlete went to UC Davis, had that diploma. Like, so I had like that and then nothing through my twenties, you know? And so, um, anyways, I got, got hired here. I, I came in for a couple interviews with Todd and, and Julie knew it was a special place. I read about Todd and I'm like, man, this is a cool place. And so, um, and I remember when they offered me the position, I left here and it was like, I called my sponsor and he was at a rest stop on the way to visit his daughter in Vegas or something. And there was like a priest right next to him. It was like, I remember this is like coming back to me right now. And I said, he said, Jeff, you need to go back in there. And cause I was worried about this place doing a background check. Mm. He's like, you need to go back in there and tell him, you know, what's up and so 
I, I lived down the street, had no car at the time. I walked back into this gym and asked the general manager, Julie Wilcox at the time, if I could have a few more minutes with her. And I sat down with her and, and I said, Hey, uh, you know, just want to let you know, uh, I got some stuff on my, I just want to, you know, be honest and let you know, if you do a background check, I have some things on my record. I'm not very proud of, but it's, uh, from a lifestyle that I, I led before and my life's different today. I'm sober. And, and so she thanked me for my honesty and said, you know, there's a reason why we hired you. And, you know, this is a great way to start off on the right foot. And, you know, I think you're going to do great. And so that was me being kind of being honest from the beginning. Right. And so, um, started working here at the front desk and, you know, I was going to meetings and I was still like, that was the first, that was the longest period of sobriety I had during my first year of employment here. And I'd been working here for about a year at the front desk. And I immediately saw Todd and hosting some events here. And he's a, he's a, a coach and a mentor and does a lot of speaking and leading in the fitness industry. And he held some mastermind workshops here where he brought in all these trainers and gym owners from all across the country and spoke about personal development and you know, and so I was like, man, this is like, this is, I could be a trainer, you know, this as from my athletic background, it was like that first time I had a little bit of like, you know, this is what I could, I'm going to be a trainer. And this is like, and so um, I've been working here for about a year and, and my wife got into uh, Columbia in New York city for a master's program in social work. Um, my wife's been on a mission to save the world since before she met me. And then she met me along the way and has been on a mission to save me still to, the, to this day. So, uh, so she, yeah, she, uh, she said, Hey, this, I had about almost a year of sobriety. I was working at fitness quest 10, starting on that little foundation. And she said, Hey Jeff, you know, like I, I got into Columbia. I really want to do this. You know, like you stay here, live in my condo, watch the dog, continue working at fitness quest 10. We'll do the long distance deal. I'm going to go get my master's at Columbia and um, you know, I've sacrificed a lot for you up to this point. We did. She's, you know, she was with me in those, in those beginning years and, you know, years while I was still using and stuff. And so I was like, okay. And so she went off to New York and it wasn't till uh, um, like a, a month after she left and I relapsed mm. and uh, I used for about six months. And um, you know, the person I relapsed with has since passed away. I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, but I relapsed and I was using here at the gym in the bathroom, you know, I relapsed on my drug of choice, which is heroin. And, you know, that's, uh, um, not a lot of, nobody knew here at the gym. They said, Oh, Jeff must be tired here. He's sleeping at the front desk, you know, as I'm nodding out at the front desk. And, um, so I used for about six months and my, uh, uh, my wife, thank God found me, caught me using on Christmas Eve in 2012. And that was another, you know, example of just family devastation. And it was at my you know, uncle's house where the whole family was there for Christmas. And, and, you know, it was like, boom, Jeff's using again, Christmas is over. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife called Todd the next day where I was called my boss the next day. And I was engaged with her at the time. So it was just like, you know, so she called him and told him what was going on that I'd been using again. And, and, you know, Todd, like people in our lives, people, families and friends and, you know, coaches and people, employers, they don't know what to do with, with an addict or an alcoholic. So I remember sitting at this desk, this was, this was Todd's office for many years right here, 15, 16 years. And I sat at this desk across from him 
January of uh, 2013. And he said, you know, Jeff, I, lo I love you, you know, and I want you to get back, you know, I want you to, you know, I love you, but you cannot be using drugs and working here. So here's, you know, here's those Todd's plan at the, and said, Hey, we're going to have a, a behavior contract and I'm going to have you sign this. And it says, you know, I, Jeff Bristol will stay sober, uh, submit to a drug test, attend meetings, get a sponsor, you know, all these things that he wanted to like try him and, you know, everybody else in my life wanted to try and put in place to again, try and keep me, you know, sober. And, um, and I was doing my normal thing of telling everybody, you know, don't worry, like I got this, I'm going to stop. I'm going to wean off. I'm going to, you know, like the, the whole song and dance that I've done for a decade, you know, over and over again and convincing everybody around me that, you know, I got this. And, um, you know, the trade didn't last long. It was January, February, one or two months. And, you know, my wife was hanging on by a thread back in New York with her program. And, and, um, you know, so, um, I, I went off to treatment my last time. That was February 10th, uh, 2013, my sobriety date. And, uh, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, I haven't looked back since. And so, um, you know, Todd and this community here at Fitness Quest 10, my teammates, you know, I have an incredible team here. Uh, a lot of my teammates have, have been here for over 10 years. And so I've been through, they were there, like some of my teammates right now were there that day I left for rehab. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I got out of rehab in 2013 and got my training certification. And, you know, I came out of the rehab that time, like with a renewed sense of like, I was 29 at that time. I'd been pain and destruction my whole twenties. I had some good things going at the time, a job, uh, a, a, a wonderful woman, you know, my family had some hope. I had some hope about my career, my future and stuff. And so I got out of rehab and, and I became a trainer and kind of just hit the ground running here as a trainer and just started working with people every day. And, you know, I went to a lot of meetings and where had a spot, have a sponsor. And, um, he married me. He was my officiant at my wedding the next year. My sponsor officiated my wedding of And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, I can't go back and pinpoint what it was that time. You know, I, I know that it was something bigger than me. You know, I had so many people trying to help me get sober for so long and I wanted to get sober for so long. I told so I had so many conversations like this where I told that person, my mom or dad or sibling, whoever it was, like how much I wanted to get sober, how much this was the time. And, you know, because. I didn't want to live that life anymore. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that, you know, it, it, it happened and it's, it's continued to happen. And I stay, I stay busy. <laughs> you know, I work with a, a, a lot of people and I'm, 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 I'm grateful for this role that I have here um, as a trainer, as a, 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 a leader to my team and my community where I get the opportunity through my workplace, through my job, where I get to be of service on a daily basis in different ways. Um, you know, I had a training session with one of my 
my new clients who's, you know, two months out of treatment and, you know, and his, his parents came out from Louisville and came to the gym and, and met me and stuff. So it's like those kind of things that I get to do. I train a Friday afternoons. I train a, a group of guys from treatment you know, from a rehab center. Um, that's my, you know, end of my week right there, my Friday, two o'clock appointment, um, you know, six or eight guys come in the van. That was like, it's like, that was, I, I look at that van and it brings me back every week, you know, and I see guys coming in here just fresh in the mix, in the mix. And, um, so, um, yeah, Todd, Todd Durkin, he's, uh, my mentor and a friend of mine and my business partner now. And, um, so it's been an amazing journey, man. And this place, fitness quest 10 was a big part of that. You know, I have to like, look at the things in my life that happened, this community, fitness, uh, community, AA has always been a part of it. Uh, you know, in, in one way, shape or another. And, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, this, this place has been, you know, I've, I've spent my the last nine years here, you know, a, a lot of time I'm here early, I'm here late. And now, now I get to be an owner and, and, um, you know, my goal is to continue this, this legacy, legacy or, or tradition that, you know, Todd created here in his, we, we opened in 2020, I mean, 2000. So we've been here 22 years. Todd built this community up over the first 20 years. And it's my goal to continue the tradition of being a sanctuary. Like you called it the sanctuary. You know, we are a sanctuary. People come here and, and yeah, we're, we're, we're here and we're trainers and Pilates instructors and massage therapists and physical therapists and chiropractors and naturopathic doctor, all these wellness professionals that we have here. But we really do, uh, you know, pride ourselves on training people from the inside out and, you know, that mind, body, soul. Um, and, uh, if you can read my, our, our little mission statement right there on the wall, right there. Uh, but it says fitness quest 10 motto. We are committed, dedicated professionals offering unwavering positive attitudes that use health and fitness to transform the body, mind, and spirit of our clients. So that's, that's it. That's what we're doing right now out I there. It. I love it. That was me. That was me. <laughs> that was you. Ago, man. <laughs> that was you. You killed it. This guy's a stud. For, so for people go. listening, like, you know, Jeff, Jeff, your journey from, from like, literally if you're, if sobriety, if addiction is not impacting you or your life or loved ones, Jeff's story, this, the inspiration of starting at the bottom and working your way up, mm -hmm. unwavering commitment, positive ad attitude, hard work. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, like if addiction is not part of your part of your story and not impacting your family, Jeff's story of starting at rock bottom and, and making it to front desk, director of first impressions, Craigslist ad. Eight years later. GM and owner of the same studio and battling and overcoming addiction, now thriving in recovery, positively impacting thousands and thousands of lives, people who come through that studio, like I was on Wednesday, world-class athletes, MMA champions, grandparents, moms, dads, sons, daughters, people from all walks of life 
that you, Jeff, get to have a positive impact on every day and turning your mess into your message. And I know for me, my darkest hour, my rock bottom is now my greatest asset to inspire hope for others. And I, I, I know that's the truth for you as well, because I get to experience that when I'm in your sanctuary, I feel that this is your superpower. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, people ask me sometimes like, would you go back and change your experience, right? Like go back and take those years away or I could go back and not have been an addict. It's a hard question because like, you know, that my addiction just about killed me, could have killed me so many times, but the pain and suffering that you drag your loved ones through when somebody's in their disease, right. Of, of alcoholism and addiction, you know, like my parents, man, my parents, like I can just, I can't imagine. I, I, I watched my parents suffer for a decade, you know, trying to save their kid and just paralyzed with fear and, you know, physically, emotionally, just like, you know, and um, I didn't want to hurt them, you know, but I couldn't stop hurting myself and killing my family, like, and, and my sister and my brother and, and my wife and like going through that as, you know, a family unit and, and, you know, coming out of it now and being a, a dad, being a father, being a, a husband, being a son and, and, and being a, a gym owner community leader here. Like I get the opportunity and really like our whole, my whole family does really, you know, like get to, you know, we have been there and we all know other families or individuals that are struggling. Right. And so those experiences have made us a stronger family has my wife and I, you know, we talk about every night I come home and I talk to her about somebody that I know through here, through fitness quest 10 or, you know, I get to share because we went there, you know, like, and now we're, you know, she's out there changing the world. And, and, um, and so, uh, and my parents, my parents, like, you know, they've been through a lot with, with me and now they, they have friends that have lost their kids to overdoses. You know, my mom, one of my mom's best friends, like from high school and they've been friends, high school, college, lived together in their twenties. And, and, you know, she lost her son about five years ago to an overdose. And, you know, I just, she comes over to my house to visit my parents, my mom sometimes, and she hugs me and it's just like, she breaks down in tears every time she hugs me just because it's like, you know, my mom gets to, to be a friend to her and, and, you know, um, you know, so this, this sobriety is, is really a gift and it's a miracle. And I don't want to forget that. And, you know, having these conversations are part of my recovery because it does get, you know, life gets different and it gets good. And it's, it's been some time since I was like, withdrawing in a bed at rehab or no on a cot on a metal you know cot in jail like you know nobody's talking to me at the moment you know and 
And it's hard to like really go back and remember those, those feelings, you know, now I have like, I have a career and, and good things and, you know, and, you know, these things, and it's hard to kind of go back, but, you know, having these conversations coming to a meeting, like I came to that awesome meeting over there in Solana beach, <laughs> got her pocket. You know? <laughs> that was like, you know, go do it. Like, uh, training those guys from rehab and talking to my client who's trying to figure out how to help their kid. That's, you know, it doesn't matter. I, mean, there are, I, have, I got clients whose kids are in and out of rehab right now, or the, the other parent who's, whose kids dealing with some serious mental health stuff that's just like, there's no, there's no answer to that. Right. Like, what do you do? You got to support them and, and love them and encourage them to take care of themselves. And, you know, so, um, I try to like, you know, remember, try to keep my ego. I got, you know, I got some people that help me chop me down to size every once in a while when I start getting a little too, you know. Peacock. <laughs> That's right. I got that peacock. My wife will be the first one to give me That's the eye roll. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to, um, to be able to be of service and, and, you know, that people know, like my, my stories here out here on front street, you know, like people know what I've been through and that I'm sober and, you know, that I built, that I battled addiction. And it's really been like, you know, now it's something I wear, like kind of proud on my sleeves, you know, like, yeah, that's uh, part of my story. And so uh, it's helped me a lot as a coach and, and as a trainer and a mentor and stuff. So. And you're giving people, other people permission, Jeff, uh, you're showing them what's possible. You know, we recover loudly so others don't die quietly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's why we're doing this. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, for me, you know, making amends with my loved ones, uh, my living amends with my parents, because I'll never like I can't repay them for all the literally and figuratively for all the things that they have done for me. So my yeah. favorite part of the story, it's coming full circle. Like I watched the 40th wedding anniversary surprise for your parents at your house. This is my favorite part of the story. Now your, your gift back to your parents. Tell us about that over the last couple of years, how you've given back to them after what they've done for you. Absolutely. You know, my parents have dedicated their lives to raising their kids, to giving their kids a good life. And, you know, my, my parents did everything to give me life, like I said, at my fingertips and to, you know, to, to be there by my side through those struggles. And, you know, I didn't have the insight, you know, a 15 year old kid doesn't have the same insight about their parents as a 30 year old, right. And who their parents are and how grateful you are for like this, these people that just like guided you through life and lifted you up and, you know, but my 15 year old self and my 30 year old self, like I put my parents through hell and I don't want to do that to people that I love, like the people that, that I love them the most. Right. Like, and, and so to, to be such a drain on them financially and emotionally and through that time and to come out of that and, and to have to learn about, you know, through sobriety and recovery to learn about, you know, giving back and or, or 
just paying it forward. And, you know, now I've had the opportunity that my, my parents, I'm, I am the, you know, the, the son that is able to be a support or a rock in my family for my, my siblings and my parents. And, and, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, my wife got into a, a doctorate program and she's in a residency this year up in Sacramento, flying up and back every week. And so, um, my wife and I, my parents were living in San Clemente and we asked them if they'd be willing to move down to San Diego, move in with us, you know, I had, you know, a three year, two, three year old at the time. And they moved in with us like two and a half years ago. And, and, um, and so my parents are living at my house now and, uh, and, and working out at my gym. My dad literally was just working out out there. He might be in the sauna right now. And he, and he works out with a group of guys, his age with my brother, who's a trainer here. And, um, you know, and my mom comes in and, and works out with a, one of our trainers and, you know, so, uh, and man, that's so cool that you watch that video because that is a, a perfect example of, you know, what I am so grateful to be able to do, you know, today, like to, to, you know, collaborate with my wife and my siblings and say, you know, let's throw mom and dad the most epic surprise 40th anniversary party. And I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it because my parents, they don't, there's nothing they love more than their kids and their friends, you know, and we had friends from all over California and other States and Seattle and, you know, and they walked in and, and that's so cool. You watched that video because yeah, that was a highlight of my year last year, just, being able to do that, you know, after, you know, where I was, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago to today, being able to like be a source of, you know, I still give my parents some grief. Don't, don't get me wrong, but, uh, but it's different today. And, uh, but yeah, no, we hosted just the most special. My mom literally said at the end of that party, like I could, I could die tonight. And, you know, like, so that, that night was so special, um, having all, you know, God, I don't know how many people were there, 75 plus people we were just coming out of the pandemic too. And we still had this epic party and, um, you know, so, so cool. And today it's like, you know, my, my brother's a, a standout trainer here at the gym. My parents live here in Scripps Ranch and live with me and they're going to be moving into a condo right over here uh, next to the gym and and yeah and then they're living in in enjoying life like they should watching their their kids live ha you know happy lives right because they work their ass off to provide that for us and so um so so happy to to be able to 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 live you know be able to live that role that I should, that I'm, that I'm living with my life, my parents. Cause you've done the work brother. It's yeah. because the actions that you've taken over the last eight years, it's an action program. And like, I just want to acknowledge you, Jeff, for the man that you are, the father, the, the son, the husband, uh, the community leader, um, the leader in sobriety. Uh, just that's why I started this podcast three years ago because I was sick and tired of seeing negative news, the doom and gloom. And I wanted to bring on people who were doing rad things, having a positive impact in the community. And you, my man are doing just that. And so I just hey. want to say, thank you. 
right back at you, Andrew. You know, I haven't known you for long, but you know, I'm I'm really glad we connected, and I don't think it was by accident. And and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff together. I can't wait to to get you back in here. I love everything you're doing in the in the community and in the recovery community and giving hope to people. It's like that is the message that people need. There is a lot of you know, there's a lot of people battling out there. Um, I mean, um, and you can't, you know, stop fighting the good fight and you're fighting strong and spreading the good word and, 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 and being of service to a lot of people. And I know you are. So thank you for, for, for being the man you are today. And I can't wait to, to have some fun, man. Well, this is just the beginning brother. And that's right to follow Jeff at Bristol fit Instagram at fitness quest 10, uh, yep. like this is just the beginning brother. And, uh, I know the positive impact community, this is, uh, they're going to be hearing a lot more from you because, uh, I love what you're doing. And, um, you know, we are the average of the five people we surround ourselves with the most. And I want sure. you to be one of those five people, man. So awesome. awesome. I acknowledge you brother. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you everybody for listening. If this episode had a positive impact on your life, please subscribe and share it and five star review it so uh, we can have a positive impact on more people in more communities. Um, Jeff, love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Appreciate right. you. Thanks, guys. All right.